this idea, this, this philosophy he follows, which is called the fourth turning, I think it is. And it talks about there's these, there's these cycles and there's a cycle for destruction and a cycle for building. And there are people who are, whose job it is to destroy and there are people whose job it is to, um, build. to build. He's very clear that his role is to destroy. And I'm very clear that my role is to build. But what he does not understand, and this is why I, say, I'll, I'll keep, I tweet a lot about White supremacy is now the parasite that's eating its host. What they don't understand in destruction, you have to be destroyed as well because I cannot build on anything you leave behind. Hey loved ones, welcome to Naked Conversations, a space for you and I to meditate, strategize, and dream of the tools needed to transform into radical selves. I'm your host, Martisa Williams, free being, radical wayshore, and liberation doula. My purpose is to support the collective on our journey to deeper joy, sweeter justice, and fulfilling presence. So are you ready to step into your most liberated life yet? Let's get to it. Over the past year, it has become abundantly clear that our world and our communities are in desperate need of some healing. Between the state-sanctioned murders of dozens of black and brown folks, to climate catastrophe, to the war on folks with uteruses, and all manner of international nightmares, the way we've always done things is killing us. And in the wake of all of this, many of us have felt hopeless and confused. We sign petitions and donate money and post on Instagram, but that honestly just doesn't feel like enough. For years, I have held the belief that transformed people transform the world. The work of freedom and liberation must be done both from the political side and from the shifting of the individual's heart. And for many years, I've been playing with methods of doing this for myself, working on how to unlearn the oppression that I grew up in, how to stop perpetuating that oppression in the world around me. And out of that inquiry and experimentation came the toolbox. So the toolbox is an annual membership packed with the tools I've used to make anti-oppression a daily practice. With the 12 month membership, you get unlimited access to all of my embodied liberation workshops, presence practices, group coaching, and more. Pre-sale of the membership starts now. And when you sign up between now and December 31st, you'll receive a free 30-minute one-on-one coaching session with me, regular group coaching calls exclusively for founding members, a free month when you refer a friend, and access to offer direct feedback on the membership as it grows. In an effort to create accessibility, I'm providing this membership with sliding scale pricing. So you can choose a price that is accessible for you for as low as $39 a month. This is a huge, huge part of my life's work and I am so excited to share with you. 
For more information or to become a founding member, click the link in the show notes or go to letsgetnaked.com slash the toolbox. Welcome back to Naked Conversations, dear ones. This week, we'll be talking to Kim Creighton. She is an anti-racist economist that is dedicated to building a future that is supremacy, coercion, discrimination, and exploitation free. All caps. Formerly known for hashtag cause a scene, she used her platform to call out harm and the facade of inclusion, often consulting with tech companies that were experiencing challenges when it came to ensuring the welcoming and psychological safety of their work environment. After years of the status quo, Kim has shifted. She's no longer putting out fires and instead ready to focus her time and efforts on moving forward. Having worked many years as an educator, she decided to become the mentor she wished she had. Using her own lived experience to guide her, Kim has been actively working to build businesses that model profit without oppression by sharing knowledge and and helping others develop skills in ways that accommodate the masses. In doing so, Kim is laying the foundation for a future that is hopeful, authentic, and strategic in action. She has written a book that is coming out this season titled Profit Without Oppression, A Blueprint for Building an Anti-Racist Organization. All links for those books are in the show notes. So let's talk about what we talk about in this episode. Kim talks about being led to Los Angeles and how her work is moving her here. Um, and how spirit told her that her work is moving her here. We talk about the problem with being black and fully yourself, the symbiosis of destruction and building, how money will not save you. We talk about defining whiteness and uh, about how being black is always considered a monolith. We also talk about the issue with corporate diversity, inclusion, um, programs and we talk about how we need to be paying black women we talk about moving past the binary her book profit without oppression operationalizing your values and so much more what I love about this conversation with Kim is that it is the honest to goodness black ass truth We're just talking about our experiences as black women in this world, as liberation workers. Um, And it's raw, it's truthful, it's honest. That may be confronting for some, but I um, invite you to listen with an open ear and an open heart and to learn something new about the black experience that maybe you're not privy to in your body depending on where your positionality is. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you on the other side. Welcome, Kim. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. 
Thank you so much for having me. You have been an inspiration. I tell people I go to Twitter for information and Instagram for inspiration. And you have been inspiration for me for a while. So I'm very happy oh to goodness. be invited. I was so excited when you sent out the, um, when you asked, would you want, I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm so glad. I know. I feel like we've been like internet friends for a while and it's nice yes. to like be able to like sit across from you virtually and like yes. actually have a conversation. So I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. Yes. Um, okay, so I ask all my guests the same question to start off, and what that's what made you you. Oh, that that is, I don't know how other people can answer that. It's such know. a loaded question, and I, I can go in 20,000 different directions. But what's coming to me right now is, um, and we'll get into this because we actually started everybody talking about my recent trip to LA. Um, and so one of the parts of my recent, I was telling, I was saying that out that, um, Spirit told me about a month ago, go to LA. And I was like, okay, I don't know why, but okay, I bought my ticket, you know, got me an Airbnb, uh, got me a car. Cause I've been to LA several times and never driven. And one of the reasons I love LA and I've loved LA for a very long time. And one of the very reasons I love LA, it's not for Hollywood. It's for the fact that you could walk butt ass naked around LA and no one cares. I it's love true. that. <laughs> it's true. I love that because I grew up in the South and everybody wants to nitpick and tell you what you're supposed to be. And I spent my whole life with people telling me this is inappropriate. That was inappropriate. That So one of the things that I did when I was in LA, which I really, I had, um, I had someone take me on a mushroom guide, a mushroom guide. And I, she was like, what do you want from this experience? And I was like, I just want to be open and receptive. I don't know. But something tells me this is being in LA is a part of this spiritual journey for me. And so um, the day that um, we were, were going to undertake this, uh, undertake this experience, um, I knew I didn't want to do mushrooms from a recreational standpoint. I wanted to do them from a spiritual standpoint. Yes. And she is not only Mexican, but recently discovered that she's from... Um, an indigenous tribe that is um, original to California. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. So I was taking this mushroom journey with someone who this is their part of their ancestral um, modalities. And so when I came in, I said, all I want is to experience, my intention is to experience the boldness, the fearlessness and the confidence of my youth Mm. with the wisdom of my age. Mm. And so full circle, going back to your question is I've always been this way. I've always been bold and confident and fearless, but systems, institutions, and policies of white supremacy and anti-blackness said that I was inappropriate. It taught me to hate myself, hate my body, hate my hair, hate, hate other black people. Um, um, I tell people all the time, we all have so much internalized white supremacy and anti-blackness mm -hmm. that we have to deal with to unpack and address if we're ever to get to this um, euphoria or not, well, yeah, it's euphoria, but um, utopia that people envision. Because I like to remind people, particularly since white people are my target audience, I should still be a slave. So all this about going back to normal, going back to status quo, going back to whatever. I don't want to go back because going back um, is not liberating. Yeah. Everything about my life now is about liberation. 
So I hope that answered your question. <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's so perfect. I'm so interested in when I can identify so much with, sorry, my dog is. Oh, you do not have to apologize. I left mine upstairs. He's <laughs> <laughs> knocking on the door. So podcast <laughs> listeners, this is real life. <laughs> Indy's just doing his thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, but um, what was I saying? Oh, I can identify so much with your experience of always being this way. This, I, ha- I have that same feeling. Um, it's interesting because I can almost map that I was like in this purity of my youth, my experience. I, I can so identify with what you were saying earlier, because I feel like I can map the trajectory of my life where as a child, I was so richly me, mm-hmm. like in full depth, in full expression. And as you grow, the world begins to tell mm-hmm. you that who you are is too much. I mean, to yes. this day, I have shadow. Uh, that's a shadow space for me. Being too much is a shadow mm-hmm. space for me. And so I think that more like, about a shadow space. Um, it feel it's like one of those soft spots that I don't like. I'm a little sensitive about. It's a triggering thing. For it's you. a trigger. It's mm-hmm. a trigger, and yeah. I think a lot of it comes from being black in white spaces for so mm-hmm. much of my life. Right? Where <laughs> were you the only, and you find yourself catering, making yourself smaller? First of all, because they don't understand our colloquialism. They don't understand. You don't want them asking, you know, fucking questions about your hair and what some, could you please interpret what they just said? You don't want to be the translating nigga. You don't want to, you just want to be. Um, You, when we, I tell people all the time, please do not bring white folks to black events without letting us know up front. Because what happens is everybody starts with, we could be having us a good time, but you and your outfit, (laughs) <laughs> with your leg cooch out and everything having a good time girl we playing cars we eating we drinking as soon as a white person pops up everybody starts whispering everybody's behavior changes because they get to be individuals we are groups so we all everybody now in the group is representing everybody else in the group yes and that is exhausting exhausting it's exhausting, exhausting. And i don't think that ever show up as yourself Right. And I don't think that white folks like really, truly understand that. That's why I make it very clear. And I don't sugarcoat this shit. I don't I don't cover it up. I'm no longer responsible for their feelings. Manage your own damn feelings. Get your shit together because you need to understand, particularly all these people like, oh, I can't be racist because I have black friends. Baby boo. Let me tell you, (laughs) you your black friends know more about you than you know about them because they have to manage your feelings when it comes to their lived experience. So they do not tell you if any white if any white person thinks that your black friend, your black wife, your black husband, your black whatever has given you the full lowdown on their experience, you are delusional. Yeah. And then I think also the piece about that is because I I know in my experience, right? I got a lot of white folks in my world, have always had a lot of white folks in my world, close and dear to me. I can only think of Two relationships. These are the only two white folks I think I can be a hundred percent my black ass self with. And then I'm gonna challenge you though. Are you really a okay? So, first of all, the fact that you spent your whole life in white spaces and you can only think of two should let white folks know something. That right there should be all you need to know. Right. And secondly, 
if you're able to, and this is why I I, I firmly believe that white folks who have black and um, brown babies, if you don't have them in 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 social connection with other black and brown folks, you're committing child abuse. Because mm-hmm. what happens is, because I um, was in white spaces a lot. And what happens is, and my stepfather's white. So what ends up happening is, is you end up, I'll speak for me. I end up, and you don't even, I didn't even realize it until now that I have a language. Cause I didn't have the language. That's another part of it. You, right. you're, you're in a bit, you're, you're participating in the behavior that you didn't sign up for. You don't quite understand. It doesn't feel good, but you don't have the language or the understanding to know what's going on. So that's right. how white supremacy thrives. It's so yes. insidious. It's so blind. It's, I mean, it's so invisible. Yes. Um, you don't see it. So what I, it's like, you don't, in, in my, in my most vulnerable moments, when I've shared that with white people, it has always come back to bite me in the ass. Mm. So I learned I can only go so far. I give them, if, if I'm upset, I give them enough information so they can get the cursory, but I don't talk about that it triggered this thing that has something to do with ancestral stuff. I don't tr- talk about this thing that it triggered the bias that I, because then it becomes less about me and all about them trying to understand. Or if I say something, their feelings hurt. So now they crying. Oh, I'm so like the whole, Oh, if, if one more person tweets or comments on it, anybody's, posts on any social platform white people do not look at black and brown stories when we're being honest about our stories and i'm so sorry i'm so sorry what are you sorry about yeah what are you what are you sorry about right right are you sorry that you're you participate in a, in in a, in a systems institutions and policies that a privilege and um, privilege you and give you unearned power and you complicit in harming me? Is that what you? If you're not sorry about that, then I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's so interesting? It's like let your sorry be action. Like that's all I want to see. But that's all they stop that's, there, and that's what they do. They stop there. They it's the sorry. So that's why I don't. It does nothing. Your sorry does nothing to to soothe the 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 if the wound. That was inflicted. It does nothing to to, to wipe my tears. It does right. nothing to put money back into my account that I'm not getting because I'm underpaid compared to white dudes. It does nothing for any of that. Your sorry is for you. It has no action for me. Right. Especially when so many of us, specifically black women, are doing liberation work and can't pay our fucking bills. Uh, but you want to give me a sorry. <laughs> girl girl i don't think i don't think wells fargo takes sorry i don't think bank right. of america takes sorry i don't think ford takes sorry on that um that car note um and it's and it's worthless it is absolutely and this is one of the reasons i wrote a, a blog post that i um i think it's called dismantling white supremacy in the five stages of grief because mm. white people get caught in anger and in guilt and they won't move yeah and so now your anger and guilt becomes about me. So now I have to help you get through it. And, and so now I'm working. Right. And right. so and so I like that you put, it's liberation work. I was just editing my book and I talked about any work that we really need to change. If we're, so the book is Profit Without Oppression, a blueprint for building an anti-racist organization. And it's built on the fundamental economic theory that I'm developing that says, because people always want to talk about 
oh, capitalism is evil. And I'm like, bullshit. Capitalism is a theory. If you look at it, it is a theory that says private mm. ownership of business. That's it. How we've implemented it is what's mm -hmm. problematic. Mm -hmm. Just like there is white supremacy in, in communism, Marxism, socialism. We none of all these systems that y'all trying to get us to, they all rooted in white supremacy and anti-blackness. Mm -hmm. So unless you're talking about decolonizing that shit, I don't want to have nothing to do with it. It's not just about capitalism. So I was like, oh, okay. Since that's that's if I don't believe that capitalism is the issue, if I don't believe that having a profitable business is the issue, what is the problem? So it made me think, huh. What do I want to experience? I want to experience a supremacy free, a coercion free, a discrimination free, and an exploitation free economy, society. Mm -hmm. That is what I want. So if your your sorry does not get me there, you can keep it. Right. Right. And I, I think that that's where it's like the performative nature, specifically of social media and activism on social media from our white brethren and sistern and folks um that like i'm gonna that's the that's one of the pieces that i created the toolbox was from that space where i was like i'm tired of looking at people say i'm sorry post really good think pieces you know got all the right language to talk about it but and get paid for it and get paid for it for and get paid for it and get, not their own <laughs> right and get more followers because it's yes. oh you're so down yes da, you're da, da, so da, da. down you're so, yes you're so but yet you get it. <laughs> there's no like where is the action where is the shift because like i'm like your language is a starting point but it is the very tippy top of the damn iceberg. Okay, so I'm going to challenge you because you said your language is not their language. It's appropriated language. And this mm. is why I no longer recommend white fragility. Robin D'Angelo gave them a language for them to adopt. They adopted the language of oppression and she gave them no action steps of what to do. So now they use it as a weapon against the people who are oppressed. So mm. they know now know the language of whiteness of oh my god, and so when something I'm just it's just my white fragility. If you don't get the fuck out of here with that, <laughs> I want to hear that. I want to hear that because I got black fragility all day long. I got black wounds. <laughs> Forget your fragility. I got black wounds. Yeah, yeah. But also, I'm like I was thinking about this today. Um, just got out of a call with my team, and I was thinking about who are in. Who are people learning from? Like, that's my question for white folks. Who are you learning from? And we saw that after George Floyd when Robin D'Angelo's book, White Fragility, which is not even an anti-racist book, went to the number one. It's about bias. Yes. And then Ibram Kendi, Lord bless his heart, went to, was also, and he has, and you know why they, because there's, he has a section in his book that says everybody can be racist. So now they latch onto that language and say, well, he said that black folks, no, baby, I don't know. I don't know what to tell y'all, but I can <laughs> keep showing y'all examples. Uh, we can be um, prejudiced. We can be biased. We can hate your white ass, but we have no power or privilege to pull the leverage. We cannot leverage systems, institutions, and policies for our own benefit. Candace Owens, Herschel Walker, um, Herman Cain, um, um, diamond and silk, whatever their names is, 
They can only work on behalf of white supremacy and anti-blackness. The first time they step outside that box, they ask getting canceled. So they don't have any inherent powers that are not given to them by the systems, institutions, and policies of white supremacy and anti-blackness. Yeah, that part, that part. So Kendi fucked all that up for me because as soon as I read it, because I was doing it for, I was we were doing it as a book club, um, reading for my old podcast. And I explained to them, at, and again, my target audience is white folks. So I explained to them at the beginning, I, I, because uh, I, it was in the, in the introduction. So I was like, all right, folks, I see some coming up, but I'm gonna have an open mind. We're gonna take this journey. And when I got to that chapter, I was like, Lord, have mercy. And I had to break down all of that because I need to know the folks who was following me. This ain't this ain't what we follow. Right. Right. What we're following is all white folks are racist by design and can't be trusted by default without a consistent, demonstrated anti-racist practice. If you don't have that going on, I don't know what to tell you. Right. I'm not debating it uh, because what he did, whiteness, if given a space, it takes up to. So what happens mm -hmm. is if you say that everybody can be racist, now you get into uh, I'm waste, wasting my time debating how little rate I'm not this racist. I'm this much racist. Uh, so now we on a continuum and now they racist over there, but it's not me. I, mm -hmm. I ain't doing all that. I'm going to mm -hmm. engage with all white people that you're all racist. Why? Because at some point you have a decision, you're gonna be faced with a decision to prioritize your whiteness over my well-being. And, and history shows you will always, you will prioritize that whiteness over my well-being. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I don't have those same choices. Mm -hmm. I think that's the key piece about you will prioritize your whiteness over my well-being is really like at the crux of it. Because even in those intimate relationships, those friendships, those partnerships that Black folks have with white folks, you will see that come out if they have not done their own anti-racist work. And that's why, that's why to me it's abuse. And that's why I commend you if you have at least two white folks that you can be totally honest with because most white, black folks or brown people in relationship with white people do not have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you come into conscious, like when did your language begin to develop around this work? Okay, so this is why I'm so different. I love Trump. I love Mr. <laughs> Trump because if it wasn't for his ass, no one would be listening to me. True facts. True this facts. Is, this is when Trump came out. It's so I see it as a symbi again, the spiritual, I see it as a symbiotic relationship. Mm -hmm. I can look at him and, and see him and say from the spiritual practice, we're all the same, right? We're all energy. He and I are exactly the same. He yeah. just manifests as a white petulant child. Mm -hmm. And I am a black empowered woman, right? Mm -hmm. So, but what I see is the lessons I can learn from him. If you believe in the spiritual idea that we all came here with a contract to fulfill, that motherfucker is fulfilling his contract. <laughs> you can't get him <laughs> off his, I don't care how much evidence you prove, put, I don't care what, you are not going to get that man to change his mind. He knows what his contract is. And That's when people true. say, oh, if I had the, the confidence of a mediocre white man, I mean, I, I, that's who my model is. Yes. <laughs> every time somebody try to shut me up, I'm like, oh, hell no. No, let this motherfucker say, oh, no, no, 
I'm not quiet enough. So that's one thing. But it's also a symbiotic relationship when I look at the Marjorie Taylor Greens, when I look at the Boberts, when I look at the Mark Mike Mike Gates, when I look at the the uh, um the Mitch McConnell, uh, Mitch McConnell's, mm-hmm. when I look at all of them, if it weren't for them, I wouldn't be doing this work. This work mm-hmm. wouldn't be elevated. So every time they show their ass, I get more attention. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So it's a symbiotic relationship. And so recently, I saw this a uh, person who who has been um who um has been researching Steve Bannon, and they talked about how <laughs> this is another thing. What white people think is genius and novel, and I just laugh because I'm like, y'all, so the bar is so low for y'all. It's just absolutely <laughs> fucking ridiculous. So they were talking about Steve Bannon, but they were talking about this idea, this this philosophy he follows, which is called the fourth turning, I think it is, and it talks about there's these there's these cycles, and there's a cycle for destruction and a cycle for building, and there are people who are whose job it is to destroy, and there are people whose job it is to um, build. To build. He's very clear that his role is to destroy and I'm very clear that my role is to build but what he does not understand and this is why I say I'll, I'll keep I tweet a lot about white supremacy is now the parasite that's eating its host what they don't understand in destruction you have to be destroyed as well because I cannot build on anything you leave behind mm. so we have to allow them to escalate to ex- escalate and, and what we have to do as liberated as, as people doing this work is to know that we're going to have to protect the most vulnerable because those are the ones that are going to be most harmed as this spirals, but it has to happen yes. because the pendulum is way out of sync. Yes. Yes. And so while this, and so before the pandemic, I've been saying, oh, because I saw, I, before I would talk about white people need to be un- uncomfortable. Then I realized white people can, whiteness can endure a lot of discomfort. So I was like, yeah, that ain't enough. They need to be in pain. Then we went into the pandemic. I was like, well, I, I knew something was coming, but I never could have <laughs> predicted a pandemic. <laughs> but what I found in the pandemic was white people can endure a lot of pain. Unfortunately, some of them need to be, no, some of them need to die for them to get it because mm. it has to sit at their door. And now yeah, the pandemic saying. killed a lot of them, and yet they were still holding on to whiteness. Mm-hmm. So people didn't understand that. So there's a book called Dying of Whiteness by Jonathan Mertz, I think his name, Mertz, Metz, can't think of his last name. Um, but he wrote a book called Dying of Whiteness, and he, is a re- and he went to the most impoverished parts of this country and gave a set of questions to the most impoverished white folks in this country. Hey, do you need health insurance? Yes, we need health insurance. What if giving you health insurance mean we have to give black and brown people health insurance? These individuals said they don't want health insurance. Mm. So, and so they're even in service to whiteness. And this is why I say no one escapes white supremacy unharmed. You, for white people to be in allegiance to white supremacy so that they can benefit from the unearned privileges and power, they, they too are not free. They too are, that's why they're mediocre. That's why they're mediocre. Nothing about whiteness, white supremacy, even encourages them to be their best. Yeah. It encourages them to steal, to appropriate, to kill, to to, to inflict violence. That is, a, white supremacy has only two roles, chaos and destruction. That's it. There is no bottom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So to go back to your question, 
it is the climate that we're in now that 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 I started like so I, it was funny because I was I was speaking at these conferences and in tech we was ahead of the curve about inclusion, equity, and diversity, even though they ain't done shit right about it, but at least talking about it <laughs> right, was, right. Because, was because it was impacting how we build products. Mm. Without a diverse uh, workforce, you we keep making shit that's harming people at scale, right? So it's a crisis management. It is a business imperative that we fix this. And so once tech gets it fig figured out, every other industry is going to have to follow, right? Um but what I was so what it was funny for me was I was just getting so frustrated going back to your whole people wanted me to speak, but no one wanted me to pay, wanted to pay me. You mm -hmm. wanted me to travel all over the world. And 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 I was not going to be your happy nigga that you was going to put and uh, put up and say, oh, this is my diversity number. And I can't pay my bills. OK, um, that was happened. So in 2000, after 2000, so I was been, I was doing that for since um, 2016, I started talking. The end of 2017, I was frustrated. I was pissed. I had been traveling all the world. Bank account wasn't doing anything. I was bare, I mean, thinking about li literally giving up my house and my car because I had $30 in my account. Mm -hmm. And I was on the, um, chatting with a friend and I was like, you know what? I don't give a fuck anymore. I want to, I just want to, I just want to fuck shit up. I just want to be a disruptor in 2018. Cause then we were talking about 20, what our goals were. And we came up with, I was like, I just want to cause a scene. And we were like, oh, hashtag cause a scene. And that's how that started. And what it was, was literally me being, dealing with my own internalized white supremacy and anti-blackness. I would say something and I'll sit back and see, are they going to, okay, what's the fallback? Cause you know, we used to getting our hands slapped again. I've been all my life wanting to be my authentic self, but you told me it was inappropriate. So yeah. I just, little by little, just kept pushing that. Like, okay, they didn't say nothing there. Okay, let's push this line. And then once this Gina was out the bottle, you weren't going to let her back in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so what I started doing was watching other, what really helped me was being on Twitter and seeing that, oh, this is not just the U.S. issue. Mm. white women's tears are causing problems in australia um um anti-blackness is in japan um all of these things because anti-blackness is the most successful strategy of white supremacy that has been exported around the world period mm -hmm. i don't care where mm -hmm. you go if it's been colonized or touched by whiteness there is a class of folks who look are closest to white, who are having a better experience than the people who uh, are furthest away from white. I don't give a damn where you go in this world. True, true. And so when I started, so that's what really helped me because I was always in inquisitive. I was always asking questions, but it was just me. I didn't, you know, when it's just you, you think you're just having, you just having this experience. Right. But then when I started seeing, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> And you that's like, oh, what hold on. Yeah. I'm not alone. <laughs> yes. And so that's why Black women have made community on Twitter as toxic as it is. We figured out how to build that community because we're like, shit, sis, you too? Okay. Right. So don't, I can tell you, Twitter was that space for me. Mm, and so, so that's much. why Elon Musk mediocre ass doing what he does is problematic to so many Black women. It's because all he fuck he cares about is spam bots, baby. You are the biggest. You are you make you have the most money in the world, and you still can't find peace. Your biggest job is trolling people on Twitter. You, I mean, 
if if that if you want to talk about capitalism, if that ain't a thing for we need something different, is that you are the most you have the most money of anybody in the world, and your ass still can't fucking find peace. And what your con biggest concern about Twitter is bots and spam? When people put me on lists that I'm not even, I don't even, I don't even get a notification that they added me to, so they control and target me for white supremacists. Is that what your problem is? Right. Well, right. if you don't that's sit your ass down somewhere, <laughs> that's what's so interesting, right? Is that there's so many folks who think money's gonna save them. And like, and I, this is, I'm particularly thinking about, this is not a racial thing. This is everybody has yes. this. Oh yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. After, um, at, at, at a certain level, if you're in poverty or you, like, let's say not even poverty, we don't want to talk about it. If you're in want of money, wherever yeah. level you are, once you get that satisfied, money ain't, now that makes shit make you happy once you get, oh shit, I ain't got to worry about it. Now that makes you right. happy. Yes. Your survival is no longer in question. That makes you happy, right? Yes. That solves a lot of damn problems. Having money, I learned a term recently, it's called um, time affluence. People mm -hmm. who have time. That's why profit without oppression came to me because, because after um, George Floyd killing, a billionaire was looking to give money to uh, um, anti-racist uh, organization and I was like dude y'all just started using this word ain't no damn anti-racist organizations in tech and so he was like if I gave you this money what could you use it and he gave me the space in a pandemic when I wasn't bringing any income to fucking think yes Probably without oppression came because I had the time to think yes yes but beyond that if you're not, your money is not in service to something else, if it's just about getting more, that's a whole nother trajectory. That time affluence thing is yeah. so big. I mean, I recently quit my job in marketing. I was a project manager mm -hmm. in a marketing agency. That's what I've done when I've worked for other people. And I quit it. I'd only been there a few months, quit the job. Because I was, it was encroaching on my mental health, mm -hmm. first and foremost. It, I made good money, cool, but it you can't, I can, you cannot pay me enough for my mental health, okay? You and that's the one thing people enough. don't realize, particularly for people from marginalized and vulnerable communities, when you're talking about a $10,000 raise and less versus $10,000 versus my mental health. Unless I'm in desperate need of that ten thousand dollars, I'm gonna take the other option because this been that's been our whole lives, and we like oh, it ain't worth it. No, I think that we're we're really it's shifting so much how we're thinking about money is it's gotta shift because yes. I don't think that money is the issue. The mm -hmm. issue is how we're thinking about it, where we're putting our faith, and also not that's getting, it because money is just a tool. It's just a faith. Uh, it's back just in a, the day, a collective it was agreement. Rocks. Back yeah. in the day, it was cows. Back in the day, it is just an exchange of value. Yes. It is just a collective agreement. Yes. We had a collective agreement that this piece of paper was going to mean this. Yes. Which tells me that our, our how we see the collective is the root of the problem. Problem. Well, I'm going to challenge that and say it's because we don't see the collective. You're using, yes. you're using, um, 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 uh, uh, social justice words you're using collective there is no collective in whiteness 
It's mm-hmm. all about the individual. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's another thing that I realized we weren't defining the words, the same word, the same way. And so I was like, Oh, you, when I say this word, this is what I mean. Now I'm seeing you mean something totally different by this word. Yeah. There almost needs to be a, dec- a dictionary. Like, that's in my book. You... I got a, I got a glossary, baby. Oh, great. We love that. <laughs> yes, baby. Because every time I talk, I start a talk, I say, let's define terms. So that yes. I say, and, I, and it's because I don't care how you define these terms in other places, but in this space, this is what this means. So when I say it, you know what I'm talking about. So we're yes. all on this. Because again, it goes back to when people talk about code of conducts and other, if you don't have a code of conduct that explains, that highlights, that tells what harassment is, it cannot be enforced properly because somebody may think harassment is when I've told you to stop, don't talk to me again. And somebody is on the other extreme. As long as I didn't penetrate you, we're not in, that's a whole, so we need to define those terms in this community. This is what this term means. We all in agreement? All right. Now we're in agreement. We can move forward. If not, you cannot hold people accountable. Right. 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 So again, so like you're saying, you're using language that you feel good. They don't, whiteness knows nothing about what you just said. (laughs) Right. And I want to like tease on, you keep using the words, which I'm clocking because I think it's important, especially since a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are white. When you're speaking about, you'll sometimes say whiteness doesn't know or white folks don't know, right? Talk to me more about that. Because oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Because they're white, white folks, white people indiv- get to be individuals. Black folks, brown folks, we are always seen as a group. We're, I, we're, we're reflecting, we're, um, I'm, I'm representing my community. That's unequal. I can't talk about that as, and again, definitions. A, a one to many is not an equal. I can't mm-hmm. measure that. Mm-hmm. So as a business strategist, I can't measure that. So I talk about whiteness and blackness. So, and also I'm not talking about individual people because I'm not, I don't want to get in again. That goes with that conversation about are all white people are racist and that. Right. I'm not getting to a conversation about an individual's behavior because that's a distraction. Right. So what I want to talk about is whiteness as a, as a construct that was created to privilege and, and, and give unearned power to people who are closest to looking like East, um, Eastern Europeans, um, this fake thing of, uh, uh, you know, eugenics of Aryans. And uh, that is what whiteness is. Now, mm-hmm. when I talk now, go back to capitalism. Adam Smith, who people say is, is the, God, the grandfather of economics, talked about well his book wealth of nations came out in 1776 mm-hmm. what else happened in 1776 Ooh. independence the you the united states independence so benjamin franklin thomas jefferson they all knew about adam smith's work that's what our system is built off of or or, or, or derived from Adam Smith was an abolition, abolitionist, mm. but they couldn't do that because we had to create an economic system that justified slavery and then annihilation of ind- indigenous people. Right. That's how we, so it's not, so people want to act like, oh, we just got here. No, 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 no. There were some very specific decisions that got us here. That's why, again, 
Capitalism, capitalism is not the problem. As a th- It is a theory. It is as practice that is the problem. So mm-hmm. going back to the whiteness thing, white individual white people, people think, I, I don't hate individual white I don't know. I only have very few. I have very few. I tell people I have five white friends because y'all, y'all too much to deal with. Y'all, it's <laughs> a lot of work having white people friends because even these and i know these people care about me i know these people will protect me but i also know and they know and if you're not if you're not willing to acknowledge this you cannot be close to me period because i don't trust you but they also know that they at some point will come up with a decision where they have to prioritize is it prioritizing their whiteness or their well-being and unfortunately they will prioritize their whiteness Mm. Mm. so what they have learned they learned to do is recognize it when it happens Figure out how to what they learn from it and how to make amends. Yeah. If you're not willing to do that, I don't give a fuck all the again, the sorry does nothing for me. It don't don't do shit. So that's why I talk about because it's not equal for because if I'm an individual, I'm superior. Again, I'm trying to get supremacy out of it. Mm -hmm, Trying mm -hmm. to remove supremacy. So it's whiteness, blackness. It's white folks. Not individual white people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's because, really... Because we come from a culture of collective, of community. There is no community in whiteness. So it can't be... I can't compare it. It's like... It, and so people keep kind of trying to do this. And I'm like, mathematically, it's not It's not a problem that you... It's equal. It's not apples to apples. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I have to figure out how to make it as echo, an equitable equation as possible. But even in that, I know that whiteness still has the advantage. Yeah. 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 It's interesting because I think that, you know, white folks can get really caught up in having conversations with black folks when we're speaking about white folks or whiteness. You know, like I have so many times I have seen people react to me. You know, like even if they don't say anything, I've mm-hmm. seen the reaction the in their exa- body. Give me an example. Um, I'm trying to think of a specific example. I can think of the cause, inverse. Cause, cause the, re- the reason I say that is because white folks need to have as many examples of the real tangible because we can't do abstract because they yeah. don't get it. Yeah. One thing that I, what is coming to mind as I'm talking to you is thinking about a couple white men in my world mm-hmm. that I appreciate and love. Both of them have said to me, one of the reasons why I love your work is because you're so compassionate. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. That's, a, that's awesome. What I'm afraid is behind that word is because I use, I have spent a lot of time trying to use language that is not perceived as antagonistic. Mm-hmm. And so again, and this so is- I got to do all this extra fucking work to so make they are sure comfortable so that you're comfortable your so that and- they don't shut down when I'm speaking. Yes. And that's that. And so now I'm going to go back to what I was talking about before. When you said you have these two white people that you were once ha- um, um, biracial and then a, a white woman because that's what we normally do. That's what we've been taught to do. We mm-hmm. have to modulate our tone. We have to mm-hmm. figure out the right words. When mm-hmm. I can just say, sis, blah, 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 blah to you. Right. I got to put it through a, a white translator. <laughs> right, 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 I don't right. do that. I don't, sh- I don't code switch anymore. I don't do, if you don't, if you can't handle all this unique, beautiful, um, uh, um, educated 
informed because that's another that's a, one reason that white people do they can't discount me mm -hmm. they can't come at me and say you were because i got shitload of research i just throw goddamn articles at their ass here uh-huh <laughs> uh-huh you want that take it take it take it right um uh, cause I know they ain't gonna read it. You just was trying to, but so you got the wrong one. You got the wrong one. Research is my, I do that for a living. Right. Um, and I say nothing if I don't have a lived experience about it. Mm -hmm, that part. And so that right there is where yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not theor You're theorizing. I'm not theorizing my, it comes from my lived experience. So what I would never, uh, no longer do is tip down any emotion that I have. And that's yeah. why I share it on Twitter when I'm upset and, because I want to model that for people. Yeah. Because yeah, there are times I'm an angry black woman, but uh, most of the time that you think I'm, I'm not, I'm being assertive. Yeah. I'm being, I'm, 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 I'm determined all these things, but angry white woman is what you fall back on because that allows you, because if I'm angry now, because in the word anger, you get to defend yourself and anything yeah, you do is yeah. justified at this point. There's two things that are coming up for me as you're speaking about anger. One, I just read Audre Lorde's um, essay about anger and damn, I'm gonna, I can't remember the name. Damn it. I'm going to link okay, it in the show notes that. so that yeah, uh -huh. yeah, I'm going to link it yeah. in the show notes because it's really, really good. And another piece, and it's just essentially about how like black female anger or black woman or femme anger is so important and it's not destructive, but it is liberatory. Yes. Um, but I also want to speak to how we can't do shit in whiteness. Like we can't be ourselves at all in whiteness. And specifically, I'm always read as angry. Yes. And I will say I am always read as angry. And the, the strongest part of that has come from my black elders, female elders who are who molded me to try and tamp it down because it's protection. a survival for survival exactly absolutely exactly. it's absolutely. the same absolutely. thing when my grandmother let my cousin who was younger than me stay who was a male stay outside longer at night than me i had to and i didn't understand that now i understand it as an adult she was protecting me because there are people out there who would target me right. as a black girl Right. The, but she but didn't the, articulate that. Right. <laughs> right. I know. I'm th I think about that, too. I'm like, when I have kids, how am I going to articulate some of this stuff to them? Right. Like, I want them to truly understand that I'm not basing it in fear. OK, so as an educator, this is what you're just honest. You, you So you start it. It can't be a conversation that happens when they're 16 and they're rebelling against you. Right, 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 right. <laughs> it has right. to be a conversation that starts from the beginning. When they first start asking questions, you're being honest. Yes. This is why this colorblind shit is problematic. Yes. Because you have black kids who brought up to see no color. And when they get in the real world, when all there are are dictated by color, they don't understand. They are being they are being wounded and they have no idea what's going on. They can't they can't understand it. They can't process it. And for me, it's as simple as saying, oh, that's their white shit, baby. Yeah. Don't worry. About it. That's their white shit. So right. let me break that down to you. Right. Right. And so one thing. And so what's funny, the fact that you you're seen as angry when as a black woman all i see is, is your softness oh my god i was just like you are so soft to me your mm. words are so soft and guiding and welcoming but that's again because i'm a black woman 
And yeah. I know what black anger looks like. And you aren't black. That I don't see black anger in you. But again, we're all the same. We're monolith. Yeah. And we're one dimensional. So yes. you, all you got is being of service to everybody else and being, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And when you're not <laughs> doing that, you're being rebellious. You're being, no, exactly. I just said, no, I said, no, it's a complete yeah. sentence. Let me give an example for our listeners yes. of being always read as angry. Um, in one of my recent uh, marketing agency jobs, I was having a conversation with a coworker who let me know that she had a conversation with another coworker, which the phone chain shit is bullshit, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. Um, that that coworker had an issue with me, came okay, to her. Because I need to know um, white, black, because you're leaving out. White, important. sorry, white, yes. all white, all white women. Okay, so I, oh, um, and then uh, you had to put that in there, all white women, because that that's there. a whole nother thing. Whole so different go ahead. Situation. So now that's, I need that information, but go ahead. Yes. So um, the person so that she's speaking to two white women were me, talking. And two white women were talking. One of them let, let me know. Exactly. Let, sorry. I'm sorry. The two white women are talking. One of them is letting the woman who let me know. Let's talk um, A and B. Yeah. A is who I'm talking to. Yeah. B is the other person in the story. Who, B was, who A was talking to. Mm -hmm. Who A was talking to. Mm -hmm. Right. So B comes to A and says, um, Martisa just responded to me with okay and a period. Why is like, and the response was outrage that I had responded okay period to a question of hers. And let me let me she was, she let was me reading me as anger let as being let me condescending because i say this if white folks particularly white women knew how much time black women spent constructing an email to y'all asses like for real that that right there is unpaid labor period a fucking email and you're and that's why i'm stopping here because that is a universal um, situation. That is one thing I talk about all the time in my talks. It's so, that's how common it is, white folks. The fact that you read emotions into emails that we didn't put in there. Right. I spelled out the word and ended it with proper grammar. Exactly. And that elicits a level of conversation. So hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep stopping you because I, yes. I need to break this down. So you send an email, okay, period, A- or B was it B B B is the B issue. Comes has to the you. issue. B comes to you. No, A comes to me. Sorry. Oh, and B <laughs> A comes to you because B has the B has the issue. B yes. has talked to A, and so A comes to you. So right there, they've been working in the background. See, this is what white. I need white people. This reason I'm doing this. I need white people to understand how much treachery y'all do in the background. <laughs> All right, it's a fucking email, and so now it necessitates a conversation, and so now A comes to you. Cause this is on my review, okay? Oh, this shit. Now, is, that, that's a whole this is on level. my review. That's a whole this other level. That the team feels like I'm not um, a team player or that I am condescending. That was the okay. word that was in my review. So, oh, and so you responded with okay. No. So this is a separate conversation that was used as backup to, to, um, to justify, to justify on my review. There okay. being a note that I'm condescending. Okay, so I'm, I'm just, okay. So stop. Now, now I got more pictures. So I'm, 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 what I want to do, what I want to do is 
take white whiteness along on the ride of how much work this is. So mm -hmm. that's why I'm stopping you. Please. So, so you do an email. Okay. You're done. You have gone about your business. Right. A and B are having a conversation. You just bopping along. You could be having a great day. You could have had great sex that morning. You okay. just happy, glowing, all kinds of shit. And all of a sudden, A wants to come tell you some shit that B said. Right. And it's about an email that you have absolutely no, no way to defend. There is nothing you can do that's going to defend it. So this now, is months later. Okay, so you keep this adding. is okay. Wait, a this minute. is months. Oh yeah, sorry, I didn't even give you the whole picture. This is month later this in a review conversation. So this is like a really bad. This is like being. Um, okay, so now it, it, the situation is worse. So now this is you had great sex. You you in Paris. You done had great sex that morning. <laughs> you looking at the Eiffel Tower and somebody all of a sudden comes back and just um, clothes hanger you in your throat. <laughs> and said, and you just like, what the fuck? Exactly. Oh yeah, you remember that shit you did months ago? In a random ass message. Like <laughs> that's that right there. That's what people need. That's why I'm unpacking this because they need to understand what this feels like. This shit always comes out of nowhere. There's never it's never connected to anybody. Thing we can just be living our best goddamn life, and all of a sudden, Becky, Karen, Ooh, Stephanie, God, whoever the fuck it is, <laughs> wants to come up with some bullshit. And now we can't ignore it. Now we've been brought into something that we have no control over. We did not start. And now we have to be, we have to defend ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of it, right? Is, is I'm not about to. And that, that was, that was just the bottom line in that conversation. So yeah. I'm talking to A, right? Cause B don't even have the balls to come and talk there to me. There you go. Mm -hmm. what's really going on right but, but, hey, but be starting all this mess but in the be starting a bunch of bullshit in the with background your money fucking with fuck your money okay could be my balls to come and tell you shit and i think that's the part that's important is we don't recognize this conversation is so petty right but it shows up on my mid-year review which means that that can fuck up my money fuck up my livelihood fuck up my and that's why i do not call this shit microaggression and shit micro about this this is professional violence that is yes. the language i use this yes. is professional violence and if, if if we start using that shit trust me motherfuckers will start getting sued for this shit because and this that's is, yeah no go ahead go ahead because that is, again, they can take a lot of discomfort and a lot of pain. But when we start hitting that pocketbook, they start fixing this shit. That's why people listen to me in tech. Again, they got a crisis management issue. If they didn't, they wouldn't listen to my black ass. Right, 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 right. Because that's why white women have the most DEI jobs. What the fuck do white women know about diversity, inclusion, and equity? But well, they're the not, is, but they're diversity. Here's the issue that I have <laughs> talking about corporate is motherfuckers don't want to change. That's why they don't hire us. That's why I have not been hired. That is why I have left these jobs and why I have not been hired back to do DEI, uh, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Because you don't want to change. I'm not messing with y'all. No, no, no. I'm going to challenge that. They want to change without having to change yeah. yeah and i say that that's a very intentional statement yes because it means something they want to appear as different 
as, as, as good guys. White right. folks want to be good guys. Again, right. I always say spot the pattern. Whiteness can only be cast as hero or victim, never the villain. Yeah. So they want to be cast as the hero. Yeah. But when I get in there and say, like, I'm not, I, I do not like when people call me a DE and I specialist because I'm not. I am a business strategist. I'm here to help you build a business, make your business, put in products. Because most of y'all don't have a business. What you have is a product or service that you've been able to scale. You don't have no business. This is just some shit that you didn't put, you just got lucky and got some customers. You have nothing, no procedures, no policies, no process, nothing in place. Absolutely. You can't replicate nothing. You can't measure nothing. You can't do shit. You don't know where your money going. You don't know none of this shit. <laughs> and so <laughs> what happens is it's a crisis management issue. So I try to come in and I'm like, oh, okay, I can't do that work because you have no diversity, inclusion, and equity. Right. How am I supposed and to make it, it happen? Exactly. <laughs> How am I supposed to make your business not be a crisis issue when you don't have any of the tools I need to make that <laughs> so? And I don't even trust you to go get them tools. I don't even trust you when you have the tools not to harm the tool. Right. <laughs> That's a I good ass point. <laughs> who I literally tell them, you are not allowed to hire until I tell you to. Mm, yeah. I don't trust you. I do not trust black and brown people in this organization right now. Yeah. You got work to do. So that's what I meant by they want to, they want change without having to change. And that's what I have seen both at, at the, both of the companies that I think of that I've worked for, who that was like a big piece for them, right? They wanted D, DEI work, DEI work, DEI work. They don't know what the hell that means. But could not keep black folks. They're, could they not what, keep black they folks. They don't know what it means. They don't know what it means. And so I told her, I told her, um, I had a, um, uh, one of my friends said, oh, there's a friend of mine who wants to get in DE and I, and would you talk to her? I was like, yeah, I can give her 20 minutes of my time. You know, I'm going to talk to her. And so she told me a little story. She's a nonprofit. And when she finished, I had a note. I said, um, this, I, my note said, um, first of all, lead nonprofit. And if you're going to be doing this work, lead nonprofit, go for profit, get your damn money. Cause you're going to do, you did the same shit you dealing with and ain't getting paid. You can go on and get with that shit. And get paid. <laughs> so go on and get your money. If this is what the fuck you want. And number two, you good if you understand that you ain't making a change. If you can live with that, you go right ahead. <laughs> because I'm convinced. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm building systems, institutions, and policies that are rooted in supremacy-free, coercion-free, discrimination-free, and exploitation-free. Because I am now convinced you cannot dismantle this shit. It is okay. designed what it is. You cannot tear it apart. You cannot destroy it. You cannot repair it because it's not broken. It's as performing and operating as it's designed. So what y'all and so I started two years ago saying I'm no longer putting old wine in new wine scans. Mm -hmm. Going back to Audre Lorde, the master's tools will never dismantle yes. the master's house. I am no longer putting my resources, my energy in that bullshit. Y'all can play in that shit if you want to. I'm going to be over here creating what I want to fucking see. I'm yes. going to be over here creating the models that I want people to yes. learn, to practice, to follow. And if you believe in suprem uh, no, supremacy, coercion, discrimination, exploitation, free future, you're welcome to come with me. Yes. But I'm not stopping anymore. I'm not, I say, I feel like I'm Moses. I'm going to part the Red Sea. You can follow my black ass or you can drown. <laughs> I don't care. It ain't my business. <laughs> yes. 
That needs to be the title of this episode. You can follow my black ass or you can drown. There, there you go. And say and, and so it is. And so it is. <laughs> that is such a mood. That is such a freaking yes. mood. And that mm, is mm, where, and, and, and that's my, I'm like, I'm not doing that because that's designed to distract. Yeah. Because my, as an educator, my philosophy was all, stop doing that. This is why you're going to stop doing that. And this is what you're going to get in return. I can never get out of stop doing that. And this is what you're going to stop. Cause it's always, uh, it's revolving. So what do you mean? What did it? Okay. I've done that work long enough. I've created enough free fucking content for y'all. You come in at ABC level. That's where you are. I need to be over here, right? Doing dissertations and doc studies. Right. So we're going to be over here. Right. Right. And that's what a lot of black women are going to have to make a decision for themselves. Where yeah. they fall on this. Are you still, because somebody got to do their work. It ain't for me. I'm yeah. not in, I can't do that. That's why black people are not my target audience. And let yes. me explain right why that is. I recognize that I am educating the oppressor while also processing my own oppression. Mm. black folks it is processing their oppression processing my oppression we can never get shit done yeah. <laughs> never get shit done because we need i would have to it's too much space holding that needs to have i need to hold too much space and the work doesn't get done yeah because we have to be healed to do this yeah thing. yeah yeah and so it's all for when I deal with whiteness, it's classroom management. This is my classroom. These are my rules. You either come in and sit your ass down and do what I fucking say, or you can the fuck out. That's it. That's that simple. Right. I don't have to invest right. in whiteness. I don't have to, I don't have to coddle whiteness. I don't have yeah. to uh, I don't have to do none of that. I don't have to modulate my I don't have to. This is how the fuck I'm showing up. You either yeah. accept the invitation to come in or you don't. You either follow or you drown. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Do. Yeah. Yeah, that but part. for black folks, I know I can't be that. I that's why I know that I am not. I am the fear of many professional black women. They do not like me. They block me on. T- they and I get it, and I don't take it. No, uh, uh-uh, I'm gonna tell you why. Talk to me about it, this. I don't take it personally because going back to what we said before, we're considered a group. So my behavior be, is a reflection on them. And so, if if a you know a b. Was, was sat in on my talk. Trust me, AB was going to come back to work and ask you, so what do you think about what Cam said? Did you think she was right? When, mm. So how do you, do you think I'm racist? It becomes a whole fucking thing. Right, 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 right. So yeah. now they're looking for you to behave like me so they can now justify the shit they done did. Mm-hmm. That part. So I get it. Black women, black, I mean, this is why the segregation did not work. It was a failed experiment. We had to have the experiment, though, so whiteness can say, so we can tell these motherfuckers, okay, we tried this shit. It ain't working. And this is, you, you, this is your bullshit. We tried it for years. It ain't working. Right? right so we right. had to have that. But this is why the segregation did not work, because the segregation was not about accommodation. It was about assimilation. Mm, mm. we lost community because we assimilated yes. into whiteness yes and that's yes. why if that's why it's all about oh i don't see color and da 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 and we're the, all <clears> the <throat> same and da, da da no and this is why the status quo is bullshit the status quo is whiteness this is why when people say fair i don't fuck what the fuck is fair fair is the person it's fair to who who got to decide what fair was somebody in power it wasn't me yes yes 
Yes. And so the reason I can say what the fuck I say and do what the fuck I do, because as you can, and, and this is, I don't, again, I'm not tamping down. I'm not being humble. No one thinks about this shit as much as I think about this shit that I know of. Right, 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 right. Nobody I know can come toe to toe and talk to me about this shit like I can talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So unless you can come, and also white people, you're not my equal. You're not my peers. Because from the day I had to walk out my class, my house, I've been told, just like your black ass, that we had to do 110%. You are, not my, fucking you are not my fucking equal. For me to be in the... Fu- do you know what it takes for me to be in the fucking room? And so the, one of the things I do for white men so they can see... Go look at your goddamn CV and resume. How many of them jobs that you weren't qualified for, but you got? Hmm. Every fucking job on my resume, I'm overqualified for. Over. 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 That's the... That's... Keyword overqualified. Oh, so we're not. No, I. I don't treat. I don't treat you as my equal. I'm gonna respect you, but you're not my equal. And this is not about me being superior to you. These are fucking facts. Yeah, we're not starting at the same place. Black women have the most degrees because we had to get this fucking paper so that you can look at my. I have over three hundred thousand goddamn dollars in uh, student loan debt because of this shit. Right. Because you need a paper to think that I'm credible. You need and you question a pay- that shit. Right. Because <laughs> you keep moving the damn line. <laughs> so I didn't get this degree for y'all. Y'all better be, I don't got this degree. Y'all better be happy I got this degree because I wanted to learn how what I, I learn how to build businesses like I wanted yeah. to do this shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it's so interesting because I feel like I went, you know, I gotta, you know, I did the whole thing. <laughs> I, I I'm like, you couldn't catch me back in nobody's school. Oh, I love, oh God, I am a, I am a straight research nerd. Oh I love God. that. I love that for you. I really oh, do. I really love that school. for you. I, not, but not how they do school. Cause that's some bullshit. Yeah, some how, bullshit. How, again, it's rooted in white supremacy. Yes. So yes. there's so many, un, so many invisible barriers to being your doctor that I didn't recognize until I got with other black women. They were like, oh yeah, let me walk you through this. Hmm. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even my doc, my my chair, he was a white dude. I, he don't understand my struggle. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm at that point where, because when I went to, I went to school for uh, gender studies and business, mm-hmm. and and what got really frustrating for me was sitting in classrooms with people on their high horses talking about all this theory, but then there was no in the street work or no real practice, truly no practice, lived experience. No that's that's why I didn't of, get a PhD. That's why I got, a, I'm getting a doctor's of business administration and not a, a, a PhD. PhD is theory. I have to have, I, this is a, 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 a DBA is the same as a MD, a JD. It is a work. You are practicing attorney. You are practicing physician. I am a practicing business strategist. I'm a practicing researcher. Yeah. I, I don't do just theory. I test theory. I create theory and test it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I feel like for me, it's like, I'm trying to figure out what it looks like to not use the master's tools. Exactly in that and space also one of the things so you just hit on something one of the things i say is i'm outside of the matrix i feel like i'm outside of the matrix but everything is inside of the matrix so i have to be strategic in how i engage with the matrix because i have to get resources i have to leverage resources and people whatever everything is inside the matrix so i have to be very strategic of yeah. how to engage so that's what i would challenge you to do you have you have to yeah. recognize where you are 
Right. And then everything we want, because we haven't had time to create the other shit yet. Because yeah. we've been fucking up, d- distracted with this shit. Yeah, I'm focused on creating right now. There you That's go. where I'm at. There you go. I'm so, focused on the creating part. Yep. So you're focused, you're a builder. So you are on that side of building. Yes. I'm no longer trying to dismantle shit. Uh-uh. That take, I want to build. I literally was the- telling my team that today. I was like, we're not trying to convince nobody they need to get free. That's not what we do. I'm not here to convince or convert. I say it all the time. No. <laughs> yes. I'm not. I'm not here to convince or convert. You either get it or you don't. But at yeah. some point, you're going to get it even in pain. I don't know how many white folks I had come to me one year, two year, three years later in my DMs. Like, you know what? I need to apologize to you mm. because you were. I know I was right. Okay. Thank you. And then I say, so what are you doing? Because you apologize the same sorry. Is that sorry you get? What the fuck is that? Right. You apologize. What are you doing? An apology for it to mean something has to have an amends. Mm-hmm. You have to make the people you hurt whole. Yes. And so that goes to when you said earlier about white folks and their sorries and they don't do it. If your intention is if all if all you got is a sorry and no plan or strategy to make amends to make whole you can keep that shit yeah and you know what people see us as angry (laughs) as black women as angry and whatever the fuck words you want to add to it we're we're truly some of the most compassionate because even if you think compass of the exactly if you because even if you think about the state we have experienced it all we have been the targets of it all. Yes. We, we, know, we know whiteness better than whiteness knows whiteness. Exactly. That's exactly. why they drug Biden's old dusty ass <laughs> to the damn, to the presidency. That's why black folks did that. That's why them black women did that shit. Because they knew what the alternative, it was not to say that he wasn't a racist and he was going to be the savior. It was like right. the best choice of the two we had. Right, right, right. Nobody, I, you know, these white folks were not about to vote for Kamala. They were not about to vote for Julian. They were not. A, who were they going to vote for? Somebody white. And please, God, don't make it Bernie Sanders. Because <laughs> I don't see him as being, and I'm, I know this is about to hurt some folks' feelings. His, he ain't no different to me than Trump and his followers are the same. Bernie bros behave the same way as Trump folks. And if you, and, and the fact that he never called them in tells me be, without him saying a word that you approve of that shit. Mm. Mm. when you have when you have the ears of the youth and all you can do is tell them to to burn shit down without not telling them bitch when you flip that table who do you think is gonna land on the most vulnerable yeah such a good point such a good point such a good point we don't need no more angry white men out here yeah yeah and that's all they are right the point I wanted to make about black people making being the black women being the most compassionate mm-hmm. um, and black femme people, because there's always it's like, here's what's fucked up. Yes, that might hurt. That might trigger that whatever. But here's what you can do to make amends. This is how you can grow. This is how you can move past it. There and is a- always I have never heard a black woman talk about the wrongs in society or talk about the wrongs without, without a also giving without you the a solution. solution to it. Yep. And not only, I'm going to extend that, not only giving you solution, but finding a way to be joyful in doing it. Yes. 
I don't care about what you've done to us. We're going to find a way to be joyful. We gonna And that's because our grandmamas told us. There that's because our grandmamas told us they you can't steal my joy. That's why. And now <laughs> we're seeing what that really means, what they meant yes. by that. Yes. Yes. You, you, you raped them. You stole their kids. You sold off their husbands. You did. And they still... And I still, and, and still I rise. Yes. We black women should be extinct. <laughs> okay. Cause if it wasn't the white folks, it was our own men, which that's a whole nother story. Oh, that's a girl. You're about to trigger a whole nother story. Because for me, white, me, white women and black men are on the same parallel. Okay. Okay. One is about gender and one is about race, but they all treat black women the same. Okay. Unless, unless they've done their own internalized white supremacy and anti-blackness work. Mm-hmm. And done their own patriarchy work. Okay. Well, that's a part of the white supremacy stuff. Right. All, yeah. It, I don't see, I don't separate it. Because again, for me, it's the same thing as why all white people, I'm not going to get in that debate. It's all there. Yeah. When I say that shit, yeah. anything negative you can think of goes in that box. Just put it in that box. Put it in that I box. know, I know. That's how I use anti-oppression work. I'm like, put it all in the box. <laughs> because I, I don't, I'm not about to sit here and play with you. Hey, <laughs> like, exactly. I ain't about to number it. I ain't about to organize. I ain't about to catalog it. I ain't about to do none of that. Because to do that harms us. That's exactly. Another, we don't do that. We don't do this work without inflicting our own harm on ourselves. That is the part that... Oh, oh my God, I just had this vision. I'm very good at these. So what I see is, and this is just weird, it's a snail. You know, snails leave a trail. Mm -hmm. That's what this work is. Every time for us to do this work, we're seeping out. We are are leaving a trail behind. Yes, 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 And that's why we need that self-care. And that's why we need that rejuvenation because we're leaving our essence behind and i've never said this shit before damn this is good we're leaving this essence behind us with every move we make yes yes this work does not come for with we do not come at this work without some level of harm being inflicted upon us yes yeah i i and i again that's why it is so frustrating that everyone's interested in anti-oppression work but yet the black women who are doing this work can't pay our bills I specifically, let me talk about my damn self. I was about to say, don't be talking about nobody else because this is your audience. Okay, so I'm I'm about to to give a challenge right now. So this is your audience, right? We're talking to And this is white folks right here. All right, you sorry folks. You folks who want to be sorry. (laughs) This is what you need to do because this is what I have. You can go to my website if you want to copy this. Go to my page. I have a sponsorship page. There are people who give me $100 a month consistently. That's how I get mad. Because I'm not, I don't do this work for free. I don't need no damn GoFundMe. I don't need no Patreon. I ain't giving you shit extra. Yes. Pay for what the fuck I give you. If this is work you believe in, your ass yeah. support will support a Beyonce. Your ass will support some damn football player. Your ass will su- support this work. Yeah. So go to my page, copy that sponsorship page, create your own, and yeah. tell your audience, Hey, my sponsorship, if you, if this is the work you, this and you ain't got to get into all that you ain't paying your business. Ain't none of that goddamn business. You well. don't have to justify it. No, no, no. Yes, yeah. What it does is they think, oh, she's not paying her business. No, this bitch ain't charity. Right. I right. do work. Right. If you believe in this work, I'm going to make it as simple as possible for you to support it. Yeah. Because what happens is once I've removed that barrier, now, bitch, you're making a choice. Yeah. Because before then you can say, well, you didn't have it. Ah! 
I gave you an option. So I gave you a way to do it. <laughs> if you're not supporting me at this point, now you made a choice. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's why I, I appreciate that. That's why I created the toolbox. It's like, mm -hmm. you can, if you want to support my work, you'll become a member of the toolbox. That's, mm -hmm. that's my sponsorship page. Because that also means how I see it is not only are you- So what's the toolbox? Paying for this work. So the toolbox is a- 12 month membership where I have put all my sweat, tears, and love and creativity. It's not a product, all of it. Right? It's, it's a product. product. It's okay, a product. So that, that's not what I'm talking about. Uh uh. That ain't what I'm talking about. I got product. That ain't what I'm talking about. You if just talk they believe in you. Yes. They need to sponsor you, not a product. Mm. Because again, that's you. That's again, that going back to when we were talking about value and what we're saying money is, that's yes. an exchange. You yes. are, this is not, I'm not creating something in exchange. That's why I don't do Patreon because I ain't going to do nothing else extra. Yes. That's why yes. I don't do kick, go, um, Kickstarter because I ain't doing nothing extra for you to get this. You right, right, right. So this is not great that you have a product. That's not what I'm talking about. You as an individual need to be supported and you need to have consistent money coming in. Yeah. So if they believe in your work, they will ensure that you have consistent money coming in because yeah. that they're paying you for what you, they're paying you to show up. That's it. Not You ain't got to do shit else extra. They're paying you to show up. Right. Because the thing is about Black women, we all, we're constantly giving. We're constantly showing up. We're, we're always going to be there in a room, in a space. If Particularly if somebody else falls short, we're going to take it upon ourselves to step in the gap. Yeah. So you've done that more than enough times to get sponsored. Yes. This I is not about it. a product. So you great that you have your toolbox. You need to get these these folks to pay, to sponsor you because yes. it's your brain, it's your effort, it's your hard work, it's your sweat, it's your it's your harm that you be that's being inflicted on you that they're paying for. Yeah, yeah, because we we have to mine ourselves. We have to mine ourselves for our experience. We have to keep we going have to... back into that trauma. Yes, yes, that's what they're paying for. Yeah, that's such a good So point. that's why I wanted to stop you because you're attaching that now. That was you attaching that to capitalism. Yep. Yeah, good point. Good point. And I that's why that. I challenge all folks who talk about how capitalism, nope, it's how y'all are using it. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. nope. mm -hmm. And we've all been trained that way. So even people who talk about, oh, I don't like capitalism still fall in that trap. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That's an interesting way. Cause I'm definitely a person that uses that language a lot. Yep. I've heard it. I use that language a lot. And, and for me, I think that it's, um, it's again, put it in the damn box. Like, it, it don't, <laughs> like what is the matter? Like, it doesn't really yep. matter. Right. Yep. Like, but sorry, but certain things you need to be strategic about Yeah, and getting paid is you need to be strategic about. Oh, for sure. For so, sure. Again, this is not about, um, tit for tat I make something you buy it that's prop. that's fine you have a business that is a part that's a business product we're talking about supporting you mm. your ideas we're talking about if they care about you they will ensure that you have time affluence yes that part that so part you that part. have space to think about the products and services that you can cre create and provide for them yes yes because right now we're creating service and product. We're creating stuff for this work, and we have no. We are we are mining from a empty well. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. nothing in there. 
damn, and it's damn good, even from an empty well. They that's why they ain't our peers. That's why they ain't our equals. Because <laughs> we can make what they say a dollar out of 15 cents. Okay. Oh my goodness. Good lord. So think about how great your shit would be if you had rest. Think about how great the shit would be if you had time to think about, think deeply about a problem. Yeah. And not just surface, because you got to get a product out. You got to get something because your bill's getting paid. Yeah. That, I mean, and I've talked about this on Instagram before, but that is, to me, the true definition of justice. Mm-hmm. The true def- definition of justice to me means that everybody has access to their joy, to their rest, to their peace. That's liberation. That's liberation. Yep. And, yeah. and we didn't say shit about money. No. Mm-mm. Again, going back to Musk, those three things he does not have. Mm-hmm. And has all the damn money in the world. Yeah. It's not, mm, it's not all it's cracked up to be. And I recognize that was so crystal clear for me moving to LA. Mm. Say that, more. That was so crystal clear. Um, you know what it was? Is that I was in Mexico. Because, you mm-hmm. know, oh, Mexico. In Mexico for four weeks, I had felt the most abundant that I ever felt in my life Mm -hmm. because I had the time. I could do what I wanted when I wanted, how I wanted to. I was so happy when you were there. God, like I was just (laughs) free. You want to talk about free? I felt free. I didn't fear for my safety. I didn't. It was nice to be. Let's talk about that just for a second. Yes. That's why I have to live in a chocolate city. I yes. need to see niggas just going to the gas station because yes. even when I'm overseas, it's exhausting because I'm always having to be on hyper fucking alert. It's only when I come home can I breathe. Yeah. But go ahead. I need, yes. And the reason I keep bringing this up is I need your audience to understand the labor. Yes. That, that, so this is not, about, again, going, it's not about a product. Yes. 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 Um. So I felt that in Mexico mm-hmm. and then coming back, coming to LA, moving to LA. Cause I was in New York before that and walking around and seeing, first of all, you just use the traffic. Everybody talk about LA traffic, right? The cars are like crazy expensive cars. You got your Tessies, you got your mm-hmm. Bentleys, you got your da, 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 I ain't da. never seen so many Teslas in my life. Okay, that's half the cars on the road yes. these days. Yes. And, and, and only in California. Only, only. I have never seen that anywhere else. Because in, in, in Atlanta, that's a luxury. That's a, that, that is, that is, Teslas are very, because we don't have charging stations. It's very, right. yeah. So go ahead. So, but you get on the car, you get in the car, everybody's trying to run you down. That Bentley Mm-hmm. Is so stressed out, so overwhelmed, about to bust you across the road, trying to make a right on a, from a, from left, a left lane, turn from the left <laughs> damn lane. Like you know, baby, like, I just unreasonable because I just <laughs> finished, I just got back, and I was like, "Does y'all not know what that white dotted line?" Okay, <laughs> okay. Are these, I really for a, for a week, I was like, "Are these lanes smaller?" What is the <laughs> Then I see a bus on it, and I was like, "Well, no, it ain't smaller. What? These, the fuck am I they don't know how to drive out here. But this is what my point is: is that if tr- the traffic here is a is a speck on how the mental health, the yes. happiness, and the joy and the peace factor is, it's a reflection. It is a reflection of that, yeah. right? 
You got all the monies you drive into your yep. two point whatever million dollar house, which out here really ain't even that much because you know. exactly no exactly that's but like you know and you you go into your corporate job and you live in beautiful sunny LA, but people are unhappy. Yes, mm-hmm. people are all trying to be something they're not. The only people that I have seen that's not like that is the people who are from LA. The natives different. Yes. That's a whole different yeah. story. But most yeah. people here are are transplants. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And like, I don't forgot what my original point was. It don't was matter. That was a good. You said something. You were talking about. Um, I was actually giving. Oh, we talking about, about Elon Musk. No, no, you were talking about um, L, L, at the um L A and and just the energy of it and 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 oh, unha- cause, yeah, because we're talking about unhappy. You know, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, we're yeah. talking about the, that Elon Musk factor. It's not. Yeah. I mean, yes, we need to get our needs met, right? And I'm grateful. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about can't pay my bills. I'm blessed. I'm blessed yes. and highly favored. Yes, but like. We need to get our needs met. That's important. But also we got to recognize that we can get our needs met not sucking on the tit of Girl, you don't use the term I use. I, I was like, get off the tit. <laughs> <laughs> get off the teat, baby. Tit or teat, whatever you want to say. Potato potato. Yes. But you like we we can get our needs met. It's about being visionary. It's about being creative. It's about being in community. But the thing that I'm going to challenge, though, is all of that you said is in direct opposition to white supremacy and anti-blackness. Yes, and that's exactly. where the fight keeps coming from. And that's what black pe- and brown people don't understand. They don't understand why. Why am I? Why do I get getting targeted? Because you, my child, are here to elevate. Mm-hmm. White supremacy is only designed for a, a, a chaos and destruction. That is the, and that's why I say white black women are the moral compass, and our collective de- liberation is through us. Yeah, yeah. Because we are that naturally. Yes, yes, yes. So that's why you and I had the same, a similar experiences of being young people, being free and being told as that that was inappropriate. Yeah. Yes. Because even though our elders couldn't articulate, because we're the educated ones now, you know, the, the scholared ones, <laughs> I want to say educated, we're scholared. Right. Um, is because they inherently knew. Mm-hmm. That part. Now they got their ass beat for it. Yeah. We barely see it. They had the physical wounds of that. We yeah. still are targeted, but not as much as they were. Exactly. We're not swinging from trees like they were. Mm-mm. Uh, Mm-mm. And so they understand, baby, I need you to put a book. I need you to put a bas- basket on that bushel on that light. You need to do that. I need to, right. you to tap that down. Right. And they don't, they don't under, they couldn't articulate or to. So this goes back to your other question of how do you have this conversation with your children? That's yeah. the conversation. You're just honest. Yeah. Straight up. Just straight up. We have something that frightens the world. Yeah. Inherently, we are built in a way. Think about it. Every and whether they want to admit it or not, all civilization civilization sits in our ancestry. Hmm. Okay. And whiteness can't have that. That's why the the CRT. That's why the um the after the um the Civil War. The um the the what is it the Dixie the um wives of the Confederates or something whatever the damn group was mm-hmm. they took over the books of on the United States. Yes. Misinformation started long before now. Yes, yes, yes. 
Because if black people knew our inherent greatness and white people knew our inherent greatness. They've been new. <laughs> They've been new. <laughs> that's, that's the gag. <laughs> and and I'm going to tell you, I say all the time, white supremacy was designed because whiteness would be extinct, extinct if it were not. Yeah. It cannot do anything that is not taking from others. Yeah. Show me an original thought from a white person. Show me. We look, if we go back to history, we talk about Galileo. No, Egyptians and shit were doing that. So show me, show me. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. I, and so that's why I can extend whiteness a lot of grace. I don't give a fuck, but I can extend it a lot of grace. <laughs> yeah. I don't want yeah. the excuses, but I can extend you some grace because I understand. Yeah. 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 Your whole your whole life you've been told you're great and you're now for the first time seeing. I wouldn't want to be a white man for shit right now because for the <laughs> first time you're seeing that you are you are actually mediocre and unremarkable. And that must be a mind fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So I can send, extend you some grace, but and I don't want to I don't want to hear your voice. <laughs> especially because like Again, I think that like the models we're creating is beyond the binary of greatness and mediocre, right? It's important for us to recognize and and call out in this moment so we can recognize where we're not playing on equal playing fields and where the the well, we the have oppression to because, has occurred. Because the reason whiteness flourishes is because it lives in the binary. It thrives in the binary. We right. live in nuance. Exactly. Whiteness doesn't understand nuance. It does not. And so it has so to be called out and so that there's understanding. Yes. But I want people to understand that we are actually talking about moving beyond. Yes. We don't, we don't, we don't live in the binaries. We're, We're not bi This is a transcendent. And so, so gender, non-conforming folks, all that is not, we, only reason black communities are poor or have challenges with that is because of Christianity. Let's. I'm just gonna be honest with that. And that's white supremacy. That there is... you go. Because the church, the Bible was used to justify um, the enslavement of, of of black folks. Period. So I get it, but that's not who we are. We mm -hmm. are come from communities that were as indigenous uh, people, two and three spirits. We are not binary individuals. We do not come from binary. So again, this is why desegregation didn't work because we can't come as our, when you can't, when you have assimilate, it's a binary. You can't come as yourself. That's mm -hmm. why there's hair issues. That's why there's, I mean, my friend just got a damn job right now and she has to wear a wig because she has purple hair. In 2022. That's wild. <laughs> and nothing about her job has shit to do with her hair. Right. <laughs> But they that's the that. binary. That's also, so let me give you another example so white folks can see what I'm talking about. School, I was an educator. All y'all who strive, first of all, I, I have no extra ex um, joy or excitement or what for gifted students. These are people who just learn how to take um, take a test. I, I They cannot function. And if, if you don't, if you give them an essay question, they don't know what the hell they're doing. They can't comprehend just like rest of them. So uh, they have just excelled because they know how to pick one out of four answers, period. Because when I had a conversation with these people, when I was, I was like, God damn, y'all can't think y'all way out of goddamn bag. All right. Mm -hmm. So school is set up the way it is. Think about the GPA. 
how does GP, how does having a GPA benefit students? How? It doesn't. What it does is allows the systems, institutions, and policies of education to codify you. It makes it easy for them to categorize you. It makes their paperwork easier. It makes it easier for the systems, institutions, and policies. You having a 3.0 or 2.0 means absolutely nothing in the real damn world. What it does is makes a binary system easier to function. That part. But that part. they've sold us because it, but they've sold us on the false value or the false narrative of that, which leads to why you have a whole testing industry, why you have folks going to jail for, for trying to get the, for bribing to get these kids in schools, why you have all of these things happening and why I left education. Too many people are profiting off the system not working. Yes. But then that's what I used to say. I used to say the system is broken. And now I recognize the system is not broken. People mm. are, benefit, are profiting off a system that was designed to work the way it is. Because our system is designed to create problems that it can then create corporations to fix and then sell us. Because if we cared about education, we wouldn't be funding it the way it was. We wouldn't have, uh, all, all schools would be funded at the same rate. Okay. Because it wouldn't be based on your, your housing. It would be, it wouldn't be. You gave a shit about education. You gave a shit about every student getting what your little white kid got in this private school. Yes. Or yes. in this, or in this public school that is operated like a private school because they got a budget of a private school. Right, right. Where, where schools in the same county, but in black and brown areas are title one. They get, yeah, like, no. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. If you gave a shit about education. So instead of telling me I'm sorry, you sorry, what's the means and to make that whole? What's, yeah. the, what's the strategy for that? What's the strategy? What's so the that's vision? why one of the um my guiding principles is intention without strategy is chaos. Yeah. I'm about your attention. I want to know about your impact. Okay. Actually, talk about your work for a second as we move to close. Talk about your work and like what, tell me about the book. You've been talking okay. about it a little bit, but give yeah. us a. So um all of this, when you say how did this start? So it started with me just, like I said, just, um, seeing, oh, okay, these white folks get to say what they want and just pushing back. And then being in, in tech, again, that strategy mind, that researcher mind, I was seeing problems and I was like, okay, so now you're talking about inclusion, diversity, and equity. What happens when you get all these diverse, marginalized people in spaces with privileged people? How do you do that? So we need some guiding principles. You need some way to engage, right? Mm -hmm. So the first one, so they go in order. The first one is tech is not neutral nor apolitical. So many people who built tech are libertarian, apolitical white dudes. It's not, so when you say you, it's not that it's apolitical, it's that your politics are the status quo. So there's no reason to discuss it. You're not apolitical. Everybody in your space just believes the same shit. And right. so when you get somebody like us in there and we challenge that, now you want to start screaming apolitical or everybody's, well, no, 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 no. You just never had any other opinions in the room. So we have to understand that tech is not neutral, nor is it apolitical. And we really have to understand that because we keep harming people with tech. Mm -hmm. The next one, once you get that, you, then you, it's intention without strategy is chaos. There's a whole bunch of people with a whole bunch of intentions and do a whole bunch of shit, but intention without strategy is chaos. And the next one is lack of inclusion is a, is, is a risk and increasingly a crisis management issue. Mm. 
You see how many people we see get their ass fired because they didn't did some bullshit on the weekend. Do you know how you get fired in the park on the on weekend? On the weekend. Because <laughs> you couldn't shut your damn mouth. And then the final one and most important, once you get all of that, the final one and most important is we have to prioritize the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And if you take everything I just said and you start from, huh, who's the most vulnerable in this situation? And that's relative because it changes. Absolutely. And so we all have relative positions of power and privilege. And so we have to go evaluate that. And we have to look and say, who's the most vulnerable here? How, how do I ensure that what I do, my strategies don't negatively impact them. And if they do, because we can't do this without causing some amount of harm because we are making shit. I tell people, I tell we are trying to create a world that was never meant to exist. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. no guidebooks. We are making this shit up. So when you cause harm, because we will, it's about minimizing harm, learning the lessons, making amends and making people whole. Yeah. And so- that is the work I start. That is what I bring with the other stuff is my business. Stuff. It's my, it's my business strategy. It's, it's how do I get people to build businesses out of core values that we can all, that the whole organism, that all stakeholders. So instead of focusing only on shareholder value, it's stakeholder value. Mm. And so your stakeholders are who works for you, who partners with you, who buys from you, who's impacted by you, and then who invests in you. Because if you take care of all four, the investment will take care of itself. So then I go into organizations and I see what all helter skelter. So now we got to go. What are your core values? You got them on the wall, you got them on your website, but I don't see them reflected in anything you do. Mm -hmm. So then I take people into, let's talk about what are your core values? How do you, how will you operationalize those core values? What are some benchmarks? What does that, what does those core values look like? Okay. Now that you know what it looks like, what are some, what are some benchmarks you want to get to? Oh, okay. So what do you need to do to ensure you hit those benchmarks? Ah, because you cannot manage what you cannot measure. So now we need Mm. to figure out how to measure those core values. So I, this is a real, really abstract to some people um, example, but it's really not. One of my clients, one of her core values was um, beautiful things. And people like that is so, cause she was, she didn't, she's like, it's so squishy. I don't know how I'll ever measure this. Okay. If you have an office and your one of your core values is beautiful things, the toilet paper in your bathrooms that are for public and private, that matters to you. Mm. But somebody who's that that's somebody who's not, they just want maybe one hell, one ply, maybe. Right. Ooh, but, Lord. Exactly. <laughs> but if it's beautiful things and your yeah. the experience is what you that's what you're gonna, that's something you can measure. Yeah. Now you that. you go out and you go do look at suppliers who has, when it comes to toilet paper, a product that I feel good enough for using. It could be biodegradable, you know, it could be or organic it could be this it could be sourced from that whatever now you have a way to make decisions based on that core value you have a way to measure something based on that core value beautiful things she cared about she had to care about what her emails how her emails looked she had to stand it she had a template for that because she wanted an experience or or emails to be an experience that's something you can measure yeah 
That's so, that's such a good way. It's like making me think about naked and like all the, our values too. And like, how do we operationalize them? And I think that's such a, it's such a poignant way to think about it. Um, Tell people where they can find you and support your work. Um, You can find me at kimcrayton.com. Everything is linked on there. Um, You can find me on social media. If you want to see me engage, um it's kim uh km creighton one uh on all social media um uh but you can find me on um on like i said at kimcreighton.com um the book is profit without oppression um a blueprint for building an anti-racist organization it's the first in a series of four the second book is lead with love Mm. the second book is i mean the third book is manage with care and the fourth book is Mentoring with Wisdom. Oh, love. Okay. And so I be, I'm a systems thinker. I can see forests and trees. So when I'm talking about building what's next, I know I have to, I'm building an entire ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I recognize I'll be doing this work until I die. And it will go on beyond me. Yeah. Because exactly. I'm thinking in systems. I need to, re- I need all, I'm not trying to replace. Y'all can have that shit. I want alternatives yes. to that shit. Yes. And we need a full range of alternatives. So going back to when I was saying, I, I, I recognize from this trip that I'll be in, uh, spending time in LA because outside of tech, entertainment is the ne- is the only industry I know that has the influence, the impact, and the funds to really get work. And particularly in, and so um, um, one night after I had my mushroom experience, the voice in my head was anti-racist Hollywood. Mm, yep. Because everything about Hollywood is built on from its inception exploitation. Like, from the Hollywood studios from the beginning, all it's all about exploitation. So think about if you had a production company that was rooted in supremacy, coercion, discrimination, and, and, uh, and exploitation free. A talent agent. So that you protected your talent over how they did it. No, no, my, 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 she's not going to work in there. This, or these in the environment she needs to work. There can be no alcohol around her or th- whatever the t- case may be, um, mm-hmm. or him, or we are, or you, it, it's not putting these people out to the wolves. Um, mm-hmm. think about if, 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 if SAG leaned into supremacy free, coercion free, discrimination free, and exploitation free, and think about the impact they would have yeah, on absolutely. the communities they're supposed to support. This is why I don't, I'm, I don't, um, by default, when people are like, oh, unions with, well, no hell, every union we have is rooted in white supremacy and anti-blackness. Every last one of them has white members having a better experience than their black and brown members. So unions, and again, I, I, that's why I say, don't talk to me about no socialism. I don't want to hear that shit because it's still rooted in white supremacy and anti-blackness. Yeah. And if you're if you want to be a politician or whatever, you think you're progressive and your progressive agenda is not rooted in anti anti racism, you're not progressive. Medicare for all is not progressive. That's a middle of the damn road. Everybody wants Medicare uh, um, insurance now. That ain't that ain't no damn um, progressive ass stance. Right. You want to be co- progressive in an, in 2022 and beyond. You have to have an anti racist agenda. Yes. Because race is at the root of all of it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. What's lighting you up right now? Being in, being in, right in this moment, being in community with you. 
because you're the future. Thank you. I, as a Gen Xer, I, we were the first generation to push against what baby boomers thought would make them successful. Mm-hmm. We were the first generation to realize there wasn't going to be no social security for us. There wasn't <laughs> going to be no pensions for us. We were already latchkey kids. So we were already on our own. Right. Right. And so to see this generation of young black women articulate what I'm just learning to articulate in my fifties, you are the, that what that's what likes me. I'm you, I am my ancestors greatest dream. You are my greatest dream. Mm. Mm. I love that. Thank yeah. you so much. I mean, I just think about what you'll be at my age. Ooh. Exactly. 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 <laughs> exactly. Because particularly, they are not lying. When you hit 50, you have no more fucks to give. So think about what you're <laughs> learning right now, coupled with the no more fucks to give. I'm about to be a problem. Okay. Baby, they think your ass angry now. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. What did you think, dear ones? I love, love, love being able to talk to the amazing guests that I get to have on this podcast. And I love being able to share with you. So please, if you are not already, follow us on Instagram at Let's Get Naked and keep the conversation going. We'd love to know what your thoughts, your feelings, your responses are to this podcast. So please keep this conversation going. Please share the conversation so that we can get into more ears and spread the gospel of liberation further and deeper. And then also just subscribe to this podcast so that you can, one, support us and keep doing this work and getting us again to more ears. And then also so that you'll always know when our episodes come out. And with that, I will leave you. Until next time, my love, have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. Much love to you.